Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we're talking sparks, chemistry, and what it really takes to build a lasting connection. Who better to guide us through the maze of love than our special guest, Love Daddy Trev, a certified love and relationship coach who's been stirring up the dating seed in New York City with his candid advice and heartfelt wisdom. Welcome back, Trev, to Modern Gaze. We're very excited to have you on today's episode. Oh my gosh, guys, thanks so much for having me back. I really appreciate just connecting with you both from across the world and being able to share some wisdom, but really also get some wisdom from you guys because you are married and you've done the traveling, you've done the shared expenses, you've done all of that stuff, <laughs> buying buying a place and yeah. You bought a place, right? Yeah, we'll say we did. We'll go with that. We're manifesting. <laughs> we had an episode about manifesting, and I like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great, great. See, I, it, you look like you bought a place, so yeah. You must I'm glad we, we bring that energy. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's the energy good. we're giving. <laughs> you were talking about you just before this. You were talking about perceptions, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. That's how I perceived you. These are homeowners right here. See, <laughs> we are homeowners. We had so many people reach out to us after our first episode together, and a lot of people had just so much appreciation. And it's awesome to be seen as a gay man, as mm-hmm. anyone is a part of a LGBT community where they're looking for love. They're looking for authentic relationships. And we had a few people reach out to us through Instagram and share their story and just felt like really comfortable and confident to approach their relationships and their friendships and life in a different way. Just knowing that they're seen and hearing someone else's experience gives that to you. I hope to impact people around the world and I hope there are more people doing what I'm doing in, in other cities and I'm only one, one person, but I'm happy to making even a small impact yeah. on our community. You have a really unique niche that you're working within and mm-hmm. I wanted to focus today's chat around the spark, the spark, that instant connection mm-hmm. and the vibe. You're feeling it, you're not feeling it. I think a lot of people say that there's no spark there. I just didn't feel it or I'm like... You know, it wasn't, something was missing for me. I think people use these words a lot, especially when they first meet somebody or they meet somebody out. Yeah. And they often think that there needs to be a spark if it's going to go further. Mm. Or I'm not feeling anything, so I'm not going to pursue it. It's definitely one of those things where I think a lot of people think they need to have a spark, but most of the time they're not having one. So what does that mean? Yeah. What is a spark? Is it chemistry? Is it firecrackers? You know, like the butterflies or the Mm -hmm. endorphins? What's happening? Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. What is that? I think you hit it right there when you said butterflies because it's one of those things that we as humans are hardwired to seek is pleasure, Mm. right? And what's more pleasurable than feeling butterflies in the stomach right like i'm talking that's like a full body rush if you've ever experienced it mm-hmm. right and it's something that well for most of us it doesn't happen very often mm. so it's that means it's rare Correct. that means it's valuable that that's why we're, we're seeking this spark because we want to feel those butterflies mm. it's fun it's exciting it's arousing and if it's not there then we think there's something missing and usually it is 
physical. Like it is a physical attraction. It can be a physical attraction. It could be an admiration. Like if you're hearing someone give a speech or a talk and then just the way that they're carrying themselves, it doesn't have to be physical. Like it could be just how they approach it. And oh my God, all of a sudden that's so sexy. Or it could be physical. Uh, for me, it's physical. Yeah, it's just flat, physical. I'm, I'm like physical. I'm like, oh, I'm into this. I actually think for me, like when I was, you know, single and dating, I feel like for the guys that I didn't have the spark with initially, even though I tried to pursue it, it just never happened. The spark never came for me. When you tried to pursue it? Did you like really I tried to try? give it a go. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I tried to make it work. I put in the efforts. I was like, no, maybe like I'm not seeing something or I'm being mm-hmm. too judgmental or perceiving them too early on. I don't know. I just, okay. I didn't feel the spark. I didn't, it didn't work out for me. You're saying if it wasn't there at the beginning, it just never came. Yeah, basically. And what about for you, Garrett? I'm, I mean, I do think maybe the same. I definitely had okay. a... <laughs> <laughs> he agreed with me for once. I definitely agree. Yeah, I saw it. I saw that. I that wanted to disagree. I was made. like, no. No, but I definitely <laughs> agree. If I think about the past relationships, it was an instant physical attraction. Mm. And I think that I, especially from dating on apps, right? All you see is that very first photo or a few photos. And so, so much of your initial ideas about a person is based on their physical appearance. Mm. And you also don't really trust what maybe people are saying or what their interests are or what they're putting on in their profile. So, but you could look at the photo and you could be like, okay, I can see it and call it as it is. I think when I would then meet in person, it doesn't matter how drop dead gorgeous and sexy or whatever, or how attracted I was. The second there wasn't a more emotional, emotional, or if there wasn't also a cerebral connection or a, that kind of emotional intelligence connection, Bye. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I wouldn't even sleep with them. I wouldn't even go that far. I'm like, I was right. like, cause that wasn't my intention. I'm like, I'm very much focused oh, on, <laughs> this is my intention. This is where I want this yes. to go. And if it's not going in that direction, bye. And then if I wanted just to hook up or if I wanted somebody just to, right. that's different. Yeah. Cause then that could, mm-hmm. I, I just was always about, I want to know what people's intentions are. Cause I'm really straightforward with mine. Yeah. There's definitely this expectation that, you must have an attraction, right? So like the attraction does have to be there. Mm. Does it mean you're going to feel a spark? Are you going to be excited Mm -hmm. about this person just because there's an attraction? Not necessarily. And also if there is a spark, if you're like, okay, I'm really excited about this person. So like what happens there, Mm. right? I will say like, I'll be the first one not to claim that I'm a psychologist, but a lot of, what I practice and what I've learned in my profession is rooted in human behavior and psychology. Mm -hmm. And what happens when there is this strong urge to be with someone who you don't have any prior connection with or shared, shared experiences, what's happening is that you develop a craving for, Mm -hmm. for them, like based off of a sudden fantasy. Right. Right. And it's okay. I, like I have friends who have a dating pattern where they'll get really excited about a guy and they've had a few dates or maybe even just one, but they just know they're just like, Oh my gosh, this guy is the one had, like this, we had a connection and like we talked and like, we have so much in common. And I just like, I feel so like strong about this one mm. and you can't, 
know within a date or two, like if there actually is a connection. Right. Of course you had a lot to talk about because you didn't know each other before. Right. You're just getting to know each other. And unfortunately, those friends I mentioned who have that dating pattern, it often fizzles out within a month or two or even less mm. because there's so much writing on that initial attraction or that initial connection. And you're not stepping away from the experience to have a level head about it. Correct. Maybe you felt a spark initially, and I'm sure the other person did, but then maybe one person starts fading or the spark starts Mm. gradually going away, but that person is still holding on to that first feeling. So they keep, like you said, they're not actually reflecting on the moment of two or three months down the track and they're still holding on to that first date. It's like that Kesha song, Your Love Is My Drug. Yes. It's yeah, a, it could be addictive. Like, like it's that addictive. feeling is addictive. It's like, yeah, it's like this addiction, and it's not even that person necessarily that you are addicted to. It's this idea or this, like I said, a fantasy mm. that you created, and there's this deep desire within you to be wanted and also to want someone, mm-hmm. and so this person is now your target. Right. And as I said, it often is very exciting and arousing. And it's all very sudden and fun. And then usually goes away very quickly. Mm. And for that feeling, that kind of excitement and what you're chasing after, would you say when you are dating, you really need to know what you're looking for or what you're really trying to find? Because if you're chasing that feeling... Mm-hmm. that's not a relationship. That's just a feeling. That's just, everyone wants to be happy and feeling joy. And that's an incredible, important part of mm-hmm. our lives. But when you're looking for a partner, the whole relationship can't be based on that feeling, right? What are the things that you should be looking for instead of the spark? Or at least partnered with it? Yeah, along with. If there's a spark that creates an expectation within you that this is going somewhere, then I would say that's the first thing that you have to take out of the equation is the expectation, mm. right? It, once you put an expectation on something, then it's automatically setting yourself up for disappointment mm-hmm. because even if your expectations are flexible, like the outcome itself, it's all inflexible about how this might look, but this is definitely needs to go somewhere because right. I haven't felt this spark in a long time. And now it just, this has to happen. Mm. Like, and I'm going to make sure to show up and to communicate and do everything you need to do to get this person. And unfortunately you can do everything quote unquote, right. Mm. But the connection is not within your control. And right. if you're putting the pressure and expectation on it, then there's this unseen energy, right. Mm. That, that the other person, they, they're going to be aware of it. It's, I don't like to use the term like desperate, but there's something about, energy that is desperate. And I guess I will use it because I used to be an actor and I remember I would always be working with coaches and they were like, you have to show up completely authentic Mm -hmm. and calm and just like ready to be yourself Mm. and don't put pressure on it. Don't have this expectation that you're going to win the job because there is a desperate energy there and the people in the room feel it and they know it likes a desperate actor. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I take it back. I do want people to avoid 
like having that desperate energy around dating. I was also going to say, yeah, I once was an actor in another life. And it's the same <laughs> thing, right? You go into the room or you go into the scene with like how you've rehearsed it or how you think it should go. And then when mm. you're getting those coaching tips, there's no room to adapt and there's no mm. room to actually see the beauty of what the scene could be or what the date might be or what the relationship mm. could you turn into. too much expectation. Yeah, it's actually a really good analogy. Yeah. So going back to what can you do instead, don't ignore the spark, but just notice that it's there. Question it, not while you're on the date, but definitely if you're noticing these butterflies pop up and you're just like really excited about this one, just notice if you're putting an expectation there mm-hmm. and go back to just, this is fun. I'm getting to know this person and remove the expectation and really just like, get to know them, I like learn that. what their values are and what do they like to do? Not just, okay, what are your hobbies and where do you work? All of these basic things, you can get those out of the way really quickly. Right. Uh, think about what lights you up, mm. right? Find out what lights the other person up. Yeah. That's really where you... Two two fires make a spark. No, I was going to say, and I wanted to bring this up, and I think that you just hit it on the head with that, is that you have your own spark. Mm. You have your own energy. Your own light. Your own light that you are so excited about, like the things that you're passionate about. And when you share that, Mm -hmm. then that's what the other person can see. They can feel that and they can Mm. see your excitement if they're also open to hearing that and being open to connecting. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what can also just maintain that other spark that you have no control over. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't just pull it out of the air and be like, oh, we have this chemistry. Bring that back to the acting again, Daniel, is if you show up 100% authentic, Mm -hmm. And you give it your all and you have fun and you don't try and change who you are to please mm. the people on the other side of the table or the other side of the camera or in this case on a date, like you're not trying to please that person or, or gain their approval. We often do that, right? Mm. Right. Oh, I, I, I need to be accepted by this person. I need to impress them. You know, impress, impress them. Yeah. So mm. If you go into any situation with the intention of impressing someone, whether it's for a job or to to try and get a relationship, you're not winning anyone over. So going back to those early dates and say that you Mm -hmm. feel like you've had that spark and it Mm -hmm. has allowed you to feel a little bit of that connection, you're still physically attracted, and now you've been dating for several months. And maybe you don't have that very same energy that you had on your first date. We're in the motions, we're enjoying time, but I'm maybe losing interest because I don't have that same spark Mm -hmm. or, and I I need that to feel validated, like that I'm in a good relationship or something like that. People like the rush. And we have friends that like, just move on. And, but there was, and then they've, but they had a really great connection. And for whatever reason, they just let that, go so how important is that feeling or is it even is it the wrong thing to focus on i think it's the wrong thing to focus on Mm. i wouldn't even say it's one small piece of the puzzle at the end of the day this puzzle won't be completed without that initial spark but like not every piece of the puzzle is a spark i don't know if you would agree on this but Mm. i feel the spark eventually turns into love 
Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. yeah, we always have a spark there, especially like Garrett and I, right? But I feel like that initial spark that you have on the first date compared to mm-hmm. being together for seven years as time goes yeah. by, your spark becomes like this emotional symbiotic connection with one another that you always just have, you know, does that make sense? Wow. I love that. Thank Serious. You. Yeah. I think the spark <laughs> sets you up to have that deeper ongoing love for one another that you either have feelings for your partner or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you are, like you said, that puzzle piece, mm. I, I yes. feel like you get to get these different levels or these different experiences of a feeling of mm-hmm. connection of just getting to a place that you wouldn't get to without the puzzle piece before that. Mm-hmm. And it's a part of this larger, bigger thing that you're yeah. building together. And I want to add something here and I'm sure you both can relate whether this was in a previous relationship or your current one, you know, when you're in a relationship, there are times when you, maybe I kind of wished I was single again, or I miss being single And it has nothing to do with not wanting to be with your partner, right? but it has everything to do with knowing that you've committed to someone and now you don't get to feel that excitement of meeting someone new and falling for someone again. And I wonder if you've, either of you have felt that way, because I know I definitely have. Hmm. And again, nothing against the partner, but it's like, oh, I just remember like how exciting it was to go on dates with new people. Hmm. And that's where we talked about before, like this spark yeah, and wanting to feel that spark because it's so rare, yeah. right? You have to remember that the spark is part of your relationship. Just because you're not feeling it right now doesn't mean that, that it doesn't exist. If you, if you ever considered that. Are you going to go first or am I? I can go first. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. I think, I think everybody, whether they want to admit it or not, I think everybody that has been in a long-term relationship or even a short-term relationship will think about being single and going on different dates. I think it's, or even just a single life. I think it's a given. But okay, yeah, that, that's fair. But I, for me personally, sure, it's definitely crossed my mind. Where I'm at right now, I'm just like, I love our life. I love what we've built. Garrett and I have a really yes. good communication like with one another. We have trust with one another. I would never think about replacing my current marriage with a single life. That's my answer. We respect each other's individuality. Mm. And at the same time, we have such an incredible bond together. So I never miss like a single life or I never miss like wanting Mm -hmm. to date other people or feeling those like initial sparks with people because I don't feel like that's something that I need or that I want to look for. Mm. I think that I get that energy and that kind of fun, you know, rush, I guess, if we're going out and we're in a gay bar together and we're just having drinks with our friends and we're just surrounded by all this like fun, youthful, lovey-dovey energy that's just kind of celebratory or we're in like a pride event or we're in places where we can feel super comfortable having that PDA. Right. And I think within the gay community in general, there is a lot of like sexual openness and sexual freedom and celebration and people aren't as shy or aren't as closed to having this kind of just love Love. and peace and like enjoy life. It's like flirty energy Correct. and you so, know, everyone kind of bo- boosting each other up and yeah. just 
Yeah, so I don't, I'm, I, I don't, and I don't find that to be intimidating, <laughs> or I don't, like, I don't. Yeah. Say, I think it's kind of like if someone wants to check his ass out. Great, check his ass out. It's mm-hmm. fine because I know that we have yeah. a really great, incredible marriage. Agree. And I'm like, yeah, he's got a nice butt. I think that we get a little bit of that kind of rush, rush or spark. That's different. Totally. And the reason I brought that up is not to say that okay, everyone who's going to be in a relationship is going to want to be single at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're going to remember what it's like to be single. Yeah. And when there are hard times, it may cross your mind that this would be easier if I just, if I were alone. And I think a lot of people would leave. Like people would, it would cross their mind. They think of the rush and they're out. mm -hmm. They're like, I want this to be easier. This is hard. I'm not willing to put in the work and I'm out. Yeah. Like you said, I'm going to just, I'm going to go be single again. And this does happen. It is a, Either both partners give up or one partner find it too hard and yeah. instead of instead of working on it. Speaking of like, working they, on it, like you said, you have that physical connection and you have that emotional mm-hmm. connection. So like beyond that original spark, that's a part of that puzzle that's building this, mm-hmm. like, you know, this partnership. What are those emotional connectors? What are those kind of continued physical connectors that you may be building mm-hmm. and you may be wanting to really be aware and very conscious of that's something that you are working on in inside your relationship. We talked about the spark mm-hmm. and having an attraction, which aren't necessarily one in the same, but in the early stages of the relationship, yeah, there's got to be an attraction. And I look at that as a stepping stone mm. and it, it, it kind of helps lay the foundation for a relationship to begin. But mm. the physical attraction is not itself a foundation mm. and it's also not in and of itself a connection right it's just a, it's a starter it's a stepping stone yeah and what we what the relationship is built on is shared interests mutual respect finding like values and both having a desire for depth mm. beyond the physical if both people don't want more than a physical entanglement then yeah there's no relationship there. Yeah. It's just sex. It's just lust. It's just, uh, you know, sexual companionship. Yeah, there's more. There's way more. I think you can agree. There's way more layers to the cake than just sex when it comes to a relationship oh, or long term. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure out who's doing the washing, who's cleaning, who's cooking. Well, <laughs> there are, and as we just talked about, when the spark goes away, a lot of people think there's nothing left. It, can lead to people leaving each other because, oh, well, this isn't fun anymore. It used to be sexy and I'm not, a, I, I'm having to deal with real issues now. So I'm going to run. Yeah. You I, know. I also want to say maybe something a bit controversial and maybe people might not mm-hmm. agree with this, but I think the spark I, also yeah. might go when the spark's gone in you. Like I think when you lose your spark, mm-hmm. I think it also loses in the relationship because the relationship's two people. And I think that Mm -hmm. we all go through our highs and lows in life. And when we're at a low point, like your relationship can suffer. I'm bringing it back to physical attraction because it can go both ways, right? Both couples can get comfortable with each other and what attracted them to each other initially, uh, if it were just physical, then that that can go away, right? Mm. They might lose physical attraction for each other or maybe one partner stops taking care of themselves. But if there's a real connection, then there's going to be empathy there. Mm. And they're not going to just walk away from each other because one person changed their physical appearance. If there's an underlying or self-worth issue, Mm -hmm. then that also can eat away the relationship. Yeah. Maybe they're 
uh, masking the identity that they felt that they were responsible or like expected to have. And then they're starting to own more of who they are, whether it's their sexual identity or gender identity Mm. and relationships being tested in that way. And I think that those people obviously have built so much more of a complex Mm -hmm. and understanding of one another and found so much Mm -hmm. value in one another other than just the spark or just the physical attraction. Yeah. Yes. And you asked about emotional versus sexual connection. There needs to be a balance Mm. in both of those areas. They don't need to necessarily be balanced 50, 50, because you can have a strong emotional connection and that could be a whole lot more important than the sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm. And emotional connection is about feeling heard and feeling cherished by your partner, feeling valued mm. and knowing that you're safe and there's space for you to be vulnerable. Those things have to exist. Yeah. If one person doesn't feel safe, then it's not going to work. No. Now, sexual chemistry, on the other hand, is about the physical attraction and the compatibility that you both have. And that's something that I think can shift over time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always tell people it's something that you have to communicate about. You gotta share your desires with each other mm-hmm. and talk about your fantasies. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's worried about losing the spark over time, you're both going to change. Mm. And you're both going to be in different chapters of your lives as you grow and your relationship's going to be in a different chapter. Yeah. Can you agree on that? I agree. It's about sharing what you feel and like what you maybe want to, what sparks you to keep that spark alive together. Mm. Doesn't mean that you can't experience new sparks. Correct. If you're both living in your light, right? Bring bring it together and create new sparks. Mm -hmm. And also, you don't have to be single again to feel the rush. Correct. Cor- that's um, so, that's actually that's so true. Is, yeah, go ahead. No, I'd say that's you don't have to be single again to feel the rush. rush. And that rush doesn't have mm-hmm. to mean that you are cheating or having a sexual experience. It means that it's just an energy that you're having a connection with someone. Mm. And it doesn't have to yes. be a, of their same sexual interest. It can just be someone who brings mm-hmm. that rush of new energy into your life for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You can pay attention for a minute and be like, and appreciate it. Now... We've talked a little bit about the spark and the relationship side of things. When you are a single person and trying to date, I know a lot of friends that have insane, amazing, beautiful lives Mm -hmm. and they're single Mm -hmm. and some are more single and ready to mingle than others, but they have had a really hard time finding that right person. I think that from my outsider perspective, it's because they're fearful of changing their life, of losing what they have and creating that space for another person to potentially fuck it up. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's deep. <laughs> but at the same time, maybe there's another level of this where... Yeah their expectations are also extremely high because I have achieved this. I have a house. I have this. I have that. What do you have? And then it's kind of like this overbearing Mm. weight on someone to match up that. I've had a few clients where they've come to me with really high expectations because they're very set in their life and their finances and the career they built and the home they have and they want the right person to step in and share things with, right? When you settle, I want someone to come in and fuck it up. 
That's why I had such a big reaction to that because that's mm. what I worry about. Mm. They don't want to fuck it up right. by choosing the wrong person. They're worried. It always comes down to worry, right? We mm. always worry about what's going to happen mm. if we do the wrong thing. Your life needs to be complete mm. for you. And the relationship isn't something that you should be looking forward to complete it. All of the things in your life for you mm-hmm. are like, copacetic with or without somebody right right you're not looking at this person to fill some sort of void right i think that you said it garrett that the individuality that you both have and i think that embracing your individuality and knowing what it is that you bring to the table without any sort of ego about it because once you bring your ego into it it's okay then you are subconsciously or maybe even slightly consciously trying to impress the other person. Like you're almost like you're interviewing them and seeing if they're up to your level. And I've seen that. I'm like, ah, again, you're putting so much pressure on it when this should be fun. Yeah. And so embracing your individuality and knowing that two people can come together and they can both maintain their independence, Mm. right? This person who you're inviting into your life, if you're very clear about who you are and you know that you want to share your life with somebody, then you have to come into this experience, Mm. let's say dating people. And once again, be authentic. Don't try and impress. I Mm. know that you've set up this routine and you're used to this. And I see it all the time, especially guys in their 40s or 50s. Mm. You kind of get so used to like a routine and doing things a certain way. And you're like, someone's going to come along and I'm going to have to change. And I think that's another thing that people worry about. And you also need Mm -hmm. to acknowledge where the other person is in their life. And I think if you can explore and how Mm -hmm. that can overlap and or how that can potentially Mm -hmm. intertwine intertwine without it being replacing or taking over Mm -hmm. or filling in. I think that's really important because we accept who we are a little bit later in life. We have a little bit of a delayed adolescence at Mm. at sometimes as gay men and we want to grow up faster than maybe we always want to or are ready Mm -hmm. for. And then we're focused on building our life and building this kind of like protection on how we can really grow as into our Mm. adulthood. And then Mm -hmm. it gets to a point where you've realized, Oh, I've, you know, built this, built this and I have all this, but you may have not created so much space for another. I also think, people don't like to surrender control you know i think a lot of people Mm -hmm. want to hold on to what they have and what they built and they're worried like if someone comes in and just you know what chaos they might cause or if they're already in or if maybe the person doesn't want them to work or maybe the person doesn't want them to continue to be successful or gets intimidated by them and then they feel like they can't be themselves anymore i think there's a whole bunch of different factors as we wrap up today, what's the advice you want to leave our listeners with when it comes to this idea of the initial connection, that spark, and and what to look for, and what to really focus on when they are meeting someone? Okay, one thing, I'm going to bring it back to knowing what it is that lights you up and using that as a place to find common ground. Mm. And knowing that if there's not a spark right at the beginning, it could build. It might not be a spark, but there's such thing as a slow burn. We could have a whole episode on slow burn. It's something that can be created together. So give people the chance. I guess that's what I, I want to end, end with. I think it, too many of us aren't giving each other a chance mm. when it comes to relationships, even friendships. We're so quick to just retreat. Let's, let's not do that anymore. Yeah. 
So that's a wrap on today's episode. A huge thank you to Love Daddy Trev for joining us and sharing such invaluable insights. It's conversations like these that light up the path to understanding our hearts a little bit better. Well, Love Daddy Trev, thanks once again for joining us on today's episode. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Garrett. And to our listeners, we hope today's episode has sparked some new thoughts about what you're looking for in love and how to foster a connection that lasts. Remember, the journey to love is as vibrant as the life you build around it. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Modern Gaze for behind the scenes content and to join the conversation. And of course, for more episodes on life, love and everything in between, subscribe to Modern Gaze on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, keep living, keep loving, and keep celebrating. See you next week, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Modern Gaze. We hope you're enjoying our podcast so far. Make sure that you follow, turn on alerts, and even turn on auto downloads so that you get our episodes first. Our episodes come out every Tuesday and they stream anywhere podcasts play. 